With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm caps lock different. It's facts, not fiction. Said I black out for real, then the track gone missing. If it's cap, I'm dipping. We ain't talking about a move, then it's flatline finished. When I spaz, I'm grinning. Pull a peel off in the Sadies and I pass by spinning. It's perks with this life, but I don't have my skinnage. Took a quick trip, and now I'm back home winning. And I see they eyes pop like I snack on spinach. Pull up to the spot, she try and grab my digits. I'm already eight shots, a henny past my limit. Here you go. Hazards with a dash full of tickets. I'ma act like I don't see them. I got bad eye vision. Y'all can't pass my What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 158 of Psychotic and Iconic. Pause here along with my co-host Nick Theories and Philly Phil. Thank you to everybody that's tuned in to the live stream tonight. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and share it. Thank you to everybody that likes, follows, and subscribes to all of our platforms. We back. We back. For we like, here. For probably one of our last this NBA is, talks. Yeah, this is our last. This is our last NBA talk. We're going to be doing unless a Dame trade happens. Or something big goes down, but yeah, like we're going to be keeping up with the NBA, but we're going to be diving into football starting next show. So you do not want to miss PNI, the best fucking podcast where you can get the greatest insight on fantasy football and NFL news Damn. anywhere. You got a lot of ener- energy for just waking up. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm. I just what I, I love this. <laughs> if I, if this was if I was doing like a report or I was working on some on a project. I, I I would be like still sleeping. You fucking hate it here. Yeah, I fucking love it here. Though. I have the photo. I fucking love it here. This uh, is my spot. Let's go to it. Big news, big news. Chris Paul gets traded to the Warriors for Jordan Poole. <laughs> that's the bit in the main part of the trade. I didn't. Yeah, that's that's all you need to say. Um, I you love it or hate it. I I don't I don't love or hate it. You know what I mean? Like it's like one of those things You're where like, I'm in the middle. Yeah, like. I mean, they had they obviously had to move on from Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole and Draymond, they were having some serious issues last year. Um, the altercation, you know, last summer. And everybody knows what happened. But, uh, yeah, they had to break it up. The chemistry was bad. They were the worst row team in the league um, or close to it. And, uh, yeah, it definitely showed that the chemistry was off. Chris Paul coming there shows, like, you know, it gives them a little bit more leadership. Not that they, not that they, they need it. They have Steph, Clay, and, and, and Draymond. But... Um, no, I, 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 I like it for the Warriors. I don't love or hate it for either, either team. So, um, I'm curious to see how Draymond and CP three mesh. I'm kind of indifferent on it too. I think Chris Paul will be good. Cause now you're going to have 48 minutes of elite point guard play. Well, well Chris Paul's like one of those Lobos, uh, but I don't, boys. my thing with, yeah, I know. He is. you're right. You're right. So I think, thing, it's, I think it's me. You're good. My thing with Chris Paul is though, is like, where does he, does he start? And then Steph Curry goes off the ball, and then Clay's your three. Or I mean, because at that point you still have the same issue. You don't have any size. Like, yeah, is no, Chris same. Paul coming off the bench. I, that, no, I'm just saying though. If you think about it, Clay Thompson, you're gonna have a three guard lineup. I don't know if they're they're necessarily done making moves though either. I know. I'm just saying though. Even so, but like all those other moves aside, how does it like? How do Chris Paul and Steph Curry play together? I'm maybe, sure they could because Chris Paul played with James Harden. Maybe he comes off the bench. That's what I was just saying. Yeah, yeah. I, don't I like know that. Either, I actually but, like that. But even if he, either way, you have 48 minutes of elite point guard play with Chris Paul and Steph Curry. Yeah. So I mean, like, like I'm the same as you, kind. I'm kind of indifferent about it. I think it's going to work and they'll be fine. But I don't know if that really moves the needle for them next year. Because again, I mean, look, it's an upgrade from Jordan Poole in my opinion. But I just like they still need size. I got a feeling that the Warriors, they're they're they just got the Chris Paul curse. I'm not bet I'm I'm not I'm not picking them to win next year. 
Well, I don't want Steph to win it. Uh, actually, I don't really care about that. Steph can win another ring. Because I don't care Steph. about that either. Yeah. yeah. Well, you say, you're so worried about the LeBron. Yeah, ball. but I know, like, it's not an argument, so I'm not even going to sweat it like that. And I'm a fan of Steph Curry, so like, I would like if Steph won next year, it wouldn't really bother me. Who had a bigger impact on basketball, LeBron or Steph? Let's table that. We will. We will. We will get. We will. We, no, will. we could do that real fast. You want to do that? Yeah. Let's do it. A bigger impact. Um, they both had a big impact, but for different reasons. But I would probably say overall impact, Steph. Damn. I actually thought he was going to say LeBron. No, I mean, like, <laughs> LeBron started respect. Play, LeBron started player empowerment. LeBron started kind of started positionless basketball because he was able to play one through five. And then I just feel like with LeBron, with like his outspokenness on political issues and all that like prickly shit, like I feel like in and of himself, he gave the other players because he's such a, a, a global icon. He gave other players like KD and players like that, like those big names the freedom to just kind of do whatever they want and go from team to team. But I just feel like with Steph, Steph is just like a, not a weird player, but like Steph actually changed the evolution of basketball. Very similar to like what like Michael Jordan was like high flying and all that superhuman shit. Then Steph made it like okay for guards to shoot casually pulling up from 30 feet. Mm -hmm. Like that's not a like that shot that Paul George made that Damian Lillard made over Paul George a few years ago in the playoffs to send them home. He was at half court and that's a good shot. He shoots like 48% from that spot when he did it. But that was only made okay because of Steph Curry. So like I feel like overall in that aspect it's Steph. Totally agree with you. That's 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 where I was heading to. I, I was trying to see if what, what you thought as a LeBron fan to admit that as a LeBron fan, die hard is really hard to admit. Yeah, no, it I, is. It is. It's yes true. and no, but like it's just being like I'm not saying like Steph Curry obviously isn't better than LeBron and things like that, but like when you look at it in totality, I mean, LeBron James jacks up from thirty plus. When he came to the league, he was a an average two-point shooter. Nobody was doing that. I mean, outside of probably a couple players that I can name. I can name Tracy McGrady was one of those players that would shoot from three like that. Um, who else? And Kobe. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and 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 AI occasionally, but, but like nobody was doing it like Steph Curry, the volume wise. Bro, if you shot threes like that, you would have got benched. Like That's, Larry Brown's famous for live and die by the three. That was Larry Brown's thing. And then, so it's just like with, with Curry, he just legitimately revolutionized the game in just ways that he changed basketball forever. Like within the next five to seven years, you're you're probably going to see a circle near half court for four points. Larry Brown was ahead of our time. <coughs> Larry Brown's probably the best. I'm you sorry. Can make an argument he's the best head coach of all What time. you just said just tells me everything that I need to know. Yeah. He's ahead of our time. Live and die by the three. And the last time the Sixers fucking did that, we made the finals. 2001. That's crazy, man. That, that is fucking is awesome, by the way. That's actually kind of crazy how it all just comes full circle, right? Yeah. Like him saying that, living and dying by a three. Then we had a player that generationally just changed the entire landscape of basketball. Like, that is amazing. And, like, it, maybe he was right. <laughs> maybe yeah. I mean, look, Steph live is, and die by the three. Shit. The Warriors do. And but it's successful. They have four rings. They're a dynasty because of it. They're a dynasty because of it. So why don't other teams model their success around that? Like they tried why to? The only other team that did it was the Rockets, and the Rockets did it to perfection. They just had that crazy game six where they missed twenty seven straight threes in that in that Western Conference Finals when it was it was um, Harden, CP three, uh, PJ Tucker, Clint Capella, and I can't think of a fourth starter. I think can't think of that four starter. Oh, Trevor Reza, I think it was. But so it's like when you just see that, like Daryl Morey and all those other guys, they were obsessed with trying to build teams to beat the Warriors. Like now you got like the Celtics and teams like that shooting 45, 53s a game. Like that's not even. Do you like it better like that? Because I kind of like it. I kind of feel like it's more enjoyable when they're jacking up threes. I don't know what it is. I think it's kind of like it's like an art to it. I like it. I just don't like when they just pull up from like half court. Like you'll see them take three steps after the 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 uh, half court line, and pull up for three, and it's like that's a bad shot. No, I get that, but like if you're passing it to your teammate and he's like five feet behind the uh, the arc, like I'm okay with the you know what I mean. Like uh, yeah. I I, I kind of find it, it's fun. Like it's like as a as a viewer and a fan, I kind of like it. Look, I do, but it's a, there's a time and a place for it because 
like Anthony Davis. There are just certain players that can't do that, and they try to do it. Like Anthony Davis, we laugh about this all the time. He shouldn't be at the three-point line. So different. Yeah, that's completely different. Like they different. need to get in on the block. Like Joel Embiid's perfect. He takes one or two a game, makes them, and moves on. Yeah. Jokic, a few a game, makes them, and moves on. But the game is just like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's different. I like it, though. Like, I don't hate it. It's fun. I don't know. It, it's it, just, it just has like an entertaining yeah. thing to it that I just enjoy. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course, everybody loves the dunks and shit like that. But like when you can see a guy shoot from like 35 feet out and hit nothing but net, like that's real. Like it's skill. That's fuck. That that's beyond skill. You know how hard it is to do that? Yeah, considering I struggle to make a free throw. That's what I'm saying. Like you have to like like you have to have a perfect shot 35 feet away with a guy in your face that's like 6'10. That ain't easy. And that's I not just, easy. Yeah, that's and that's that goes right to my point of how this even started. Like that's when crazy. it comes down to like that whole legacy and things like that, like there is just Steph Curry is a legend of his own of his own. And it'll never there's nothing that could ever take that away from him. He's just incre- an incredible player. Does like the the evolution of today's game? Does it take it away from like the icons in the back of the day? Like it's a different. It's just harder to judge them because like like I hate like when Steph Curry. Oh, he couldn't survive in the nineties. Yes, he could. He absolutely could. Right. So like what I'm saying, I think what I'm trying to get at. But is... like Dennis Rodman, Dennis Rodman couldn't play in today's NBA. Why? Because he did nothing but rebound. Well, he he would have a role. I, barely. Barely, Andre had, Drummond did, but our, Andre Drummond had skill to him. D- Dennis Rodman was just like a bully, but you, like it's just I don't know. It's just I kind of, but you need those kind of players. Remember, I was telling you, you, you need you that need annoying Green. fucking asshole that's on your team that like you'd love to have him on your team, but hate to play against. Here's a perfect. That's example. the kind of guy that I want. Here's a perfect example. What was wrong with Philly for the few years? Ben Simmons. Why he had no offensive game anymore? Right. But you can't play like that in today's NBA. You need it. You need you need the option. You can't do that because now the defense will just sag and they guard the perimeter because nobody really plays inside. Anymore. Totally agree. I don't so disagree with that. It's just like it's just weird. Like I, I'm not saying that like like Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, all those guys. Yeah, they could play in here. They're all time greats. They're, you know what I mean. Like Tim Duncan, would he be successful in the three point era? Yeah, absolutely. But it's just like you know, that's just the way the game has evolutionized. It's like my thing is like, how can we ever judge it? Because then we're going by all right. Well. Whereas the defenses they were going against better, or they were or, or or worse. I mean, if like you that go, does matter though. It does, but if you go look at like '90s film, like those defenses blow. Like yo, I don't care what anybody. Like, like oh yeah, the bad boy Pistons. Okay, they tackled <laughs> you. Yo, I agree. We were with you, going yo. for a free throw, but like you look and it's like it looks like like there are games where I'm like a highlight where I'm watching Michael Jordan score on the Jazz and it looks like me, you, and Phil out there. Yeah, I totally agree with you because I'm like I'm watching this shit and I'm like ain't no way in hell LeBron would would, would struggle back. He you know, back got, in the day. Like, you're talking about guys like my size, bro. okay? And just just a little bit taller. Dude. And LeBron would, would, would demolish them. It's like, I just don't understand. It's just so funny. The 90s fit LeBron's style better than today's game. That's what I'm saying. Like, that, that like, like everybody says, oh, LeBron's soft. LeBron wasn't a three-point shooter. LeBron just adjusted his and adapted his game and grew it so that he could still survive and still dominate. But LeBron's game is post and inside. That would be 90s basketball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the talent today is so much better than it was 20, 25 years ago, 30 yeah. years ago. It's just so much better. And that's not a slight. And and, and it's it's not just saying that as just uh, an outside fan just randomly saying this. I'm saying this based on look at sports science over the years. It's gotten better. You've gotten different formulas of protein. You've gotten like different ways of uh, you know, there, there's a lot more research on how to grow your body, on how to get faster, how to get stronger. Everything is just so much better today. So you're telling me that players today wouldn't survive back in the day. What the fuck does that mean? Like, I don't understand that. It's just, I, it, it's just almost like the people just say that shit just to sound like they're cool it's because moment. everybody else says that shit. Like all the old heads, you know what I mean? Yeah. Old heads, quote unquote. Yeah. You know, I, and I just don't understand that because if you look at today's talent, there ain't no way. Like, I mean, who's guarding Kevin Durant in 1995? I could look at a Tyrese Maxey today. If you put him back in the day, he would still shit. He might be one of the best players in the league. Because the talent of him versus the field is probably so much better. Jeff Hornacek. 
Like they're just better athletes. I think that's what I'm trying to get at. They and it's like athletes. to tell me that that today uh, that today's athlete wouldn't survive back in the day just doesn't even make any sense. They're just better athletes today. So how would they not survive? They can jump higher. They can run faster. They're 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 a lot bigger. They're a lot stronger. Like, what are we talking about here? No, I I totally agree. So that's, that's why I don't even like I don't get mad at it anymore. I just kind of laugh at it. And that's what I'm saying. Like I'm that's why I was able to talk about like stuff the way I just did ten minutes ago and yeah. stuff like that because it's like okay I understand what it is like two things can be true this can be true but this can also be true and things like that so it's like when i watch it it's just all right well all right i believe in that i believe that when i look at 90s film or and i look at today's film i just laugh and i'm like okay six foot nine 260 pound lebron couldn't play against john stockton that's what i'm saying. It's like what are you talking about dude so you so rob shout out rob appreciate you tuning in once again Oh, I didn't bring up the line. He said, talent is better, but toughness is a, a thousand times lighter. Okay, I agree. But I think it's just due to the times. I think everybody just forms into the times. I think when it came push to shove, I don't think anybody's fucking with LeBron. No. I I, I just don't see it. I don't think anybody's fucking with Jokic. I don't think anybody's messing with, with Embiid. Dude, if you I think our Jokic generation's right softer, yes. I do think our generation's a lot softer. But in terms of toughness, in terms of the actual player... I don't know. I mean, you're telling me LeBron wouldn't survive back in the day just because of the toughness factor or just like a regular player is wouldn't survive because of the toughness factor. back. In, I feel like when people talk about the NBA 30 years ago, it's like every game was a boxing match. Like, what are we talking about? Well, my thing like, is, is like, here's the difference, too, is back in the 90s when you did this, like if you picked up Jokic right now and put Jokic into a team in on the Knicks or whoever it is back in 94, 93, you're going to tell me that like Hakeem Olajuwon and Patrick Ewing are just going to shut him down? Absolutely not. It's going to be a totally different style because now, like back then, you didn't have centers that were able to go out to the three-point line. They just stood in the paint. It was e not that it was easier to guard, but there was less movement down there. The game was played from the inside out. Less steps. Yeah. So like if you pick up Jokic and you drop him back in 1994, yes, he's going to give them the business because he's a good basketball player and he's more skilled. Mm -hmm. He's not a bum. Yep. He's not a bum. And that that's my point is that they just make it seem like the 90s, the beginning of the 90s, and we've gone over this a million times. We did this when we had this LeBron and Jordan debate before. Between 1988 and 1993, there were seven teams added to the NBA. Yeah. It was an expansion era in the 90s. That is a that is a fact that cannot be argued. It was an expansion era in the 90s. The 90s had cool-ass jerseys. It was when rap, uh, NBA became hip-hop, and it was becoming more global. But as far as like pure basketball, today's pure today's players are better. It's not even close. And that's what I'm trying to get at. Like the 90s, yes, the 90s, I'm not saying that they were like trash, but it was an expansion era. It was. Mm -hmm. Because I could tell you right now, if LeBron James and Michael Jordan switched spots and LeBron was in the East in the 90s and he sweeps through the East, yeah. they would have told me that the East was weak. I agree. I agree. Yo, we're getting some really good comments right now. What you just said is great. We are triggering the audience, and this is fantastic. Keep it coming. Like, we love this. So, Dave, Dave said, when you had Jordan and Pippen and Kerr hitting threes, you didn't need Robin to score a lot. So what he's saying is he just fit into their to, But they were also scored. But the problem is, is back then, they were the, the, the scores of the game were 85-81. Yeah. Now it's 130 to 120. Mm-hmm. James says it's all about sports. Talent is better. Better safety for players now. Can't play now if you want to with a bad injury. That's interesting. That's true. So true. I, I mean, said, that's just the, that's just the way. Yeah. I, I mean, look, yo, Rob is saying LeBron wouldn't survive with the bad boy Pistons. See, I just don't understand that. He, I don't get it either. He's bigger, stronger, I, maybe and more I'm physical tweaking. than Jordan. I'm gonna have to talk to him when I'm gonna call him on my ride home, and I'm gonna have to educate him. It's, it's all za. Yeah, he's starting. His, <laughs> he's starting his shit early. Um, but all right, let's get back on track. This is this is some good content right here. This is so, great content. Kristaps Porzingis goes to the South. It goes to the Celtics, and yeah. Marcus Smart goes to the Grizzlies. Um, who do you think won this trade and why? Because I'm curious to see what you say. Because when I when it first happened, uh, my first opinion is not my opinion now. Kristaps. <laughs> so what do you think? I'm not trading from no motherfucker named Kristaps, who's seven foot something and plays like. Like he he don't even exist sometimes. I know he he did all right last year. I can't take it away from him. But if you're gonna get rid of Marcus Smart, a leader in your locker room, a guy that's been with you for nine years, has been a cornerstone for your team, 
and you guys have been consistent getting to the playoffs, getting to the finals and shit like that. Why are you getting rid of them? What is the point? Like, what, what is the point of that? I, what do they do? Like, to me, it didn't make any sense. The Celtics got worse. I think they got worse. You so, got be- all right. So when, so last year, Chris Desperzingis had a good year. He averaged like 23 points. Good. He's a good defender. All that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He was in a small market that doesn't get a lot of eyes. Mm-hmm. When he was in New York, he was ass. When he was in Dallas and Luca was there and all the attention was there, he was ass. Yeah. My question is, is like you said, when I thought about it from when I first thought about it, I'm like, wow, they got Chris Porzingis now as their third scorer. Like he's going to thrive there. He's going to be awesome. Yeah. And then I thought about it and I'm like, you just lost your locker room leader. <laughs> he's a vet. Yeah. You know, what's crazy, Mike, is I didn't even realize that Chris Stapps is 27. He's still young. Yeah. He's been in the league for a minute. He's been on four teams now. Since 2015. And he's been, this is his fourth team. In eight years. So what and does you that just got you? rid of a leader in your locker room for a guy that's on his fourth team, my, a journeyman. My question is, is like, who steps up now and takes Marcus? Like, and on the flip side of that, like, who takes Marcus, Marcus Smart's, like, vocal leadership in that locker room now? And number two, he's perfect for the Grizzlies. Jaw's out for 25 games. He will be able to hold Jaw accountable. Yeah. Um, They definitely needed the size. Pauls. <laughs> Who did? The Celtics. Oh, wow. Okay. They definitely needed it. <clears throat> I don't, I mean, I, I think that he's going to fit pretty decent with the Celtics. I just don't know if he's going to have the same impact as Marcus Smart. And who's to their me, dog? If you do that, then yeah, you've gotten worse. But who's their dog? That's what I'm saying. Who's that rough rider out there that's not afraid to hit the floor, that'll, that'll chew guys out and get them going? That's where I could think like a guy like Pat Bev would love to go to Boston. Pat Bev would actually be a good. He'd be a really good fit. I with do Boston. like that. I like that a lot. Pat Bev with Boston, I think that would that would kind of like give them the edge, like that that you're missing. And you're Pat Bev's for. not Marcus Smart though either, because Marcus no. Smart can hit threes. No, but he has the same intensity. I agree. Right. So if you if you like what Chris Stapps gives you better on the offensive end, then then Marcus Smart, because obviously Marcus Smart is 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 better defensively. He's a defensive player here. Come on, what are we talking about here? Right? I think, honest to God, I think the Grizzlies smoked them. I mean, look, I know they gave up two first-round picks. The Grizzlies? Yeah. Yeah. I know they gave up two first-round picks, and it's a lot for Marcus Smart. But, yeah. I mean, you replaced him with Dylan Brooks. You think? I mean, you replaced Dylan Brooks yeah. with Marcus Smart. So do you think Marcus Smart going to the Grizzlies, does that did, – did a – Kind of like a leadership or mentor role kind of play into a factor for Jaw. Absolutely, ja. I hundred percent. Yeah. I hundred percent think that that's, was also that was my behind. Thing too. Yeah, I thought that because that's what Jaw needs. Yeah, Jaw needs. A, you know, I think Marcus Smart was drafted in 2015, so it's like eight years he's been in the league. He's a vet. He's been to the finals. He's been to four conference championships, and it's like okay, that is somebody that Jaw could look at and learn from. Defensive Player of the Year is not a fucking easy award to win. You're, you're the only player in the league to win that award. LeBron never won one. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. He should have in 2013. So, yeah, this guy is is no bullshit. I, I love the move for for the Grizz. I'm 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 curious to see how these how the Celtics look. I really am. Yeah, you're right. So he came out in 2014. That was the year before Chris Stapps. Yep. So, I don't I don't hate it. I I, I love it for the for the Grizz. I hate it for the Boston Celtics. Um and yeah, that's that's where I'm at with it. I I, I think the Grizzlies have taken a step forward. Yeah, they're going to lose Ja for what 25 games is it? Yeah, but if they can hang in there, you know, float above 500, get your superstar back, I think they're going to be in good shape. We'll see. I'm looking forward to that. Um, so the Hornets drafted Brandon Miller over Scoot Henderson. Uh, Michael, that's Michael Jordan's final pick. Mm-hmm. What a trash uh, owner he was. That makes me so happy. He was really bad. It's them yellow eyes. And you know what's funny about? Oh yeah, what is jaundice? I don't know what it is, or that yak. <laughs> that yak. <laughs> he was. Yeah. Let's talk about that, yo. Uh, about how trash he was as an owner. He was horrible. Like for a guy that's being the goat is labeled as the goat, which you know you can argue all day and night, whatever, right? Second best player ever. That's a. That's a. That's good. I'm not gonna sit here that's and debate great. that with you. I've already watched that live here on the show, and I don't want to revisit that because that was a bloodbath. <laughs> okay, so so let's move on. But anyway, what I am saying is he was super trash, and how is he so bad at 
building a team. It's weird. I, I really don't. If you're the best player, to... one of the if you have you are the Jordan brand. You are like the face of basketball at this point, right? You got the shoes. You're on the jerseys. You're everywhere. You're on the fucking court. You've been releasing the same shoes for thirty years, and That's people what are I'm still saying. are still buying them, and I'm, they don't even have a house. And they're buying them, and despite his lack of success as an owner, he's just an icon, dude. He's he's just he could do no people. wrong. No, he can't. Like his team can go zero and sixteen, like or zero and fucking forty, and it wouldn't matter. It he's would the only not stand player in the NBA. In he's NBA, bulletproof. He's the only player in NBA history that played for thirteen seasons, and we only count six of them. So yeah, he's bulletproof. Yeah, we yeah. Only, he played for six. He played for thirteen years. And they, we only talk about six seasons. But you know why that is, though. And I'm gonna. I and I I thought about that a long time. And 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 you know. And I just think that I think the reason why Jordan is so bulletproof is because he grew up in an era where the media isn't what it is today. No. Because I think if Jordan would have grew up in, an, in a social media era, I think he wouldn't be as popular as he is today. He's an asshole. And 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 I don't say that in the terms of him not being great at what he does, but when he, in those six first six seasons, when you have high expectations and you never won, I feel like it might be a lot harder to win the first one because you have so much on your shoulders and you know it. The world is watching. It's all over social media. It's all over your phone. When you don't have that distraction. And you have a TV, television here and there talk about your success and lack of whatever. Yeah. There ain't much spotlight on you. But when you get in today's world, all the high profile players that don't win, they have a lot of spotlight on it. And that comes with a lot of pressure. Well, you got to think too, it, like, even if you think about it, it wasn't social media and all that wasn't even popular in the early 2000s. Like when LeBron was a rookie. Or I'm sorry, his his senior year of high school, like Paul Pierce, Jay Z, they weren't looking at him on Instagram. They were that's reading about saying. him in articles and then flying to his games. Like there wasn't live streams. But that's what I'm saying, right? Like even his failures, they just weren't highlighted in that era. He failed. So, I didn't know that. Exactly, you wouldn't know that because of the lack of media back in the day versus today. It's a lot different because if Michael Jordan goes to the playoffs and loses today. He's getting scrutinized on all platforms the next day. ESPN, first thing, you know, first take, first things first. He's getting scrutinized. And he's not, he, he wasn't really scrutinized back in the day because it wasn't really magnified. There wasn't, it, you had newspapers. That's it. I know. It wasn't, That's really what you had. And you had television, but it wasn't as loud as it is today. You just basically, when you go on your phone, it's daily news and current events by the hour, by the minute, by the millisecond. Right. That's just what that's just what it is. Like you're in the spotlight constantly. So the legend grows on and it, that's just what it is. He's always going to be the legend. But in the 90s, if like Instagram and all that was around in the 90s when Space Jam was around and all that, that would have been that would have blown up. They were the best jerseys ever. That That's, was legitimately when the NBA became global. Exactly. But he also he I don't think it would have been a slam dunk to just call him the goat because I think it's just a funny. I think it's a fun thing where people even my age, like I barely watched Jordan. I was around. I was present, but I wasn't I wasn't like old enough to really kind of process it all or appreciate it, I would say. Yeah. Right. But what I'm saying is, is that it's just, it's just so much different today. If, if Jordan grew up today in this world and in, in social media era, I, I just think it would be a lot different. It would be a lot. I different. think the conversation between him and LeBron would be a lot different. I think you would see a lot more people lean towards LeBron's way than Jordan's I mean, in today's world. Uh, I don't know about in that. social you media world. That, you have people that still say Kobe is better than LeBron. I'm saying in social media world because what can you say? He has better stats. LeBron been to fucking ten straight finals, right? Mike has been in the league for 13 years. Yeah, he won six, but the first six years he didn't win shit. He got he would have got scrutinized like he would have been dragged to hell. In today's world, if he failed six straight times in the NBA, dude, LeBron was 22 years old and took a team to the finals and got criticized for being swept. That's what I'm saying. And, then, and it was it was the worst team of all time. But what I'm saying is, like Jordan was such a high-profile player, right? Not succeeding in six years. Come on, we come at kids today because of their lack of playoff success, a la Luca, like. 
And Embiid. Embiid. Yeah, like we are so hard on today's generation for not even having, you know, a little bit of success in the playoffs. But Michael Jordan didn't have success in the playoffs for six years, you know what I mean, until he won. Well, the thing is, too, is now we just live in a world of instant gratification. But I just so think that, but I think that transition from all that's from all all facets of life. Everything is about instant gratification. There's no building. Yeah, there's there's building like like Giannis said, there's building blocks and there's steps. Now, Giannis, that was just an excuse, but there, saying, that is true. Right. Do you think it's much harder to have success in today's sports than it was back then? It's not even a question. Okay. It's not it's not I totally question. agree with you. It's, it's it's legitimately not even a question. It's so much harder to be successful in today's Dude, world. Think about it. Think it's about not this. close. Seriously. You have play, you have kids that are legitimately 18, 17, 19 years old that are already famous before they even step on the court just from Instagram. Like, look at a perfect example of Wembe Ball. Wembenyama? Wembenyama. Bro. Wembenyama can be trash in the NBA, and he's already going to be worth billions because of his name. He was on the Yankee. He threw out the first pitch in the Yankee Stadium. That was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Then, <laughs> that's not even the best part. The best part is the next day they had, like, a shoot-around for, like, a photo shoot. And he missed quite literally every shot out of 10. The only shots that he made is when he dunked. There was a video of it. Yeah, I know. I and it's it. like, yo, you're the number one pick in the draft. You're the slam dunk. You're the holy grail. You're the fucking generational talent. Then it's a slam dunk. Uh, but I'm not. And you missed. No, 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 no. No, come on, bro. If you're the number one pick in the fucking draft, you got to sink, sink something. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, bro. My thing is when you say that, though, it's like, okay, he missed a few shots. But, like, you have to understand, bro, there was only fucking, like, he was just shooting practice shots. Like, that's what I hate. That You're overreacting to that. Why am and, I overreacting? Because, if you're the, no, no, hell no, bro. If you, you were can't the miss number, a shot. Bro, he, 10 shots? Come on, bro. Like, yo. Nick, he was standing in an empty fucking gym. Okay, at least, that's why I'm, that, that should be make it easier. Okay. You had no fans to even distract you. It should make it easier for you, bro. You wow. practice in an empty gym, so what the fuck is the difference? Bro, bitch, you wasn't with me shooting Come in the on. gym. I'm, no, That's Nick, embarrassing, I'm just, bro. No, 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 no. You're the number one overall pick. You're the slam dunk. You're getting invited to all these stadiums and all this shit. And you're telling me that it's okay to fucking make this guy just miss 10, 10 shots on camera. Nick, we're talking. Nah, about, I'm not we're doing that. About a shoot around, bro. That's, I mean, you're being really out of line. Here's instant gratification. We were just talking about this. No, but what we I'm, were legitimately just talking about this with instant gratification. You so see now, what I am doing? I think the, the viewers know what I'm doing. What I'm doing is I'm painting a picture of today's world versus back then. Nobody is coming on a podcast and criticizing a fucking shoot around like they would 10 years ago or 30 years ago. I'm doing it now. Why? Because we had the power to do so. Players back then got passes for their lack of success but nick that's not a lack of success or a pass needed he i am just, just saying this is just jumpers a, that's a small little tidbit of what i'm talking about they never got criticized on a daily basis like they will today that's what i'm saying you're making i, I know I'm no, no, my i understand point. that but i'm just saying that doesn't warrant criticism and you have people that oh, are legitimately all over twitter i think it does i think it does i think if you're the number one pick in the draft and you miss 10 shots on camera i think that's embarrassing i think that's embarrassing and i would be humiliated Okay. I really would. Uh, you're pissing me off. Brandon Miller says Paul George is the GOAT. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I'm trying to move on because you're pissing me off with that. Why? If Dude. you – the reason why – yo, he was missing a million shots. Yes. And then he ended it on a dunk. Why? Because he couldn't make a fucking shot. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's bro. embarrassing, bro. I don't know what to tell you. It, it, it was He was taking practice jumpers in an empty gym. I don't Are know. You, I got to be honest with you. I got to be honest with you. Watching that, I was a little concerned. I felt bad for the Spurs. I'm like, yo, I don't know what they're getting themselves into. Okay. Well, look, that I mean, look, that could be true on anything. That could be true on anything. So his size is crazy, though. Pauls, huh? <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> his size is nuts. Bro, he's, he's built like Manute Bull or Bull Bull. <laughs> he puts his <laughs> arm in it, bro. He could jump one foot and he's dunking. That's it. Twelve inch vertical. That's all he needs. That's crazy. Let's move on. All right. So anyway, Brandon Miller, um, he says Paul George is the goat. <laughs> <laughs> I, if I'm Michael Jordan, I would have hung up the phone and drafted Scoot Henderson. That's undraftable shit. Well, Paul George is his goat. Yeah. Well, he didn't say LeBron. If he said LeBron, he wouldn't have got drafted by Michael Jordan. Bro, you could say LeBron. You could say Michael Jordan. You could say Magic Johnson. You could say whoever you want. But to say Paul George? What if that's his idol and that's just like his goat? You know how Nick. like you know how like AI is like my goat? Yeah. Like I, I get it. 
Like maybe yeah. that's his idol and he grew up watching but him and say, that's what he modeled his game around. But say it's your idol or it's your favorite player. Don't say that your goat is Paul George. That's, that's not even a logical argument. Because that. that's his goat. His greatest of all time because he, that's his icon. I think the context is is just out of proportion. So was Baker Mayfield my goat? Yeah. Come on now. I think Don't so. Don't like that. Tom Brady was my goat and he actually really is the goat. Uh, debatable. That's nah, crazy. I'm just playing. But anyway, so then Brandon Miller, after he says this nonsense, he decides to go on to when they were interviewing him afterwards, and he says that the Hornets will be in the finals next year. So he's <laughs> yeah. 0 for 2. All right. He's tweaking. This guy is <laughs> this guy's tweaking. All right, he's gone a little too far. But I gotta be honest with you. I don't really know much about Brandon Miller. Um, I know that the 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 uh the Hornets were the you know, the fans were booing the shit out of him. They, they were Scoot upset. Henderson. Yeah, I, 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 so I'm actually rooting for the kid. I hope he's a star because I want to. You know, I, I think they deserve it. But you know, I, I always root for the guy that gets booed. I just love that shit, dude. Like that's that's always the best stories in the end. Always, it's always like like McNabb. McNabb got booed. We fucking hated that pick, right? And then all of a sudden, he happened to be one of the best. McNabb was awesome. Yeah, I mean, they wanted who was it? Was it they wanted Ricky Williams, right? That's yeah. what the Saints yeah. traded their whole draft for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wasn't it to the Dolphins? I think so, yeah. Right? All right. Um, That's aggressive. Yeah, I don't have much to say on that outside of the Hornets will not be in the finals next year. They'll be a lottery team again. You th- but you think that was a bad pick over Scoot? Like, I, I don't know much Look, about. I, like, I don't really know, but, I mean, I, I just. I don't I'm know, honest. I, I don't know yeah. shit about college basketball. I don't really watch on the regular. I, know I just Scoot, really watch. Scoot has a better NBA body. Uh, Scoot, to me, seems more like a dog, but. What's our audience think? What do you think? Do you think the Hornets fucked up by taking uh, Brandon Miller over Scoot Henderson? I don't know. I, I don't really watch uh, college basketball like that to, to really actually really do well, deep. Well, Scoot Henderson wasn't in college. He's in the G League Ignite. Or, yeah, see. Ignite, so. But, all right, let's go to the, uh, let's go to the NFL. Um, so the Jets apparently are back on hard knocks. How about you guys from India? Yo, shout out to Rockin. Mazam Rockin from India. Shout out. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in, brother. That's so, awesome. That's amazing. That's fucking fire, yo. Yo, yo, welcome to the India. best fucking podcast on the net, brother. <laughs> for real. <laughs> yeah. For real, yo. You'll, welcome. Be a regu- you'll be a regular, I promise. Yeah, you will be. All right. Uh, so the Jets are back on hard knocks. The Jets, I love it. This is an amazing I scenario. fucking love it. This is a slam dunk for the Jets. Between, uh, this is for the NFL. Between You have Aaron Rodgers, you have Sauce Gardner, and the whole Zach Wilson thing. I gotta be honest, though. This spells a bust for them, though. What do you mean? Like, I just feel like this this season kind of like, and anybody that's on hard knocks is kind of usually buns. Come on, <laughs> they are though, bro. But they don't. They don't. They never. They haven't switched quarterbacks. I like know. The Jets have. They went from Zach Wilson, who was legitimately the worst quarterback in the NFL last year, to Aaron Rodgers. I don't like that, though. I don't like the whole hard knocks thing because my thing is with a whole new quarterback, I want to focus. I want to focus on the season. I don't want no cameras around. I want to make sure we're clicking on all cylinders because this is new to me. So I need to make sure my guys are on the right spot (laughs) here. Regardless, I don't like that whole camera shit. I think that's actually a bad sign for the Jets. To be honest with you, I think it's too much. It's too it's a lot. circus. It's It's a circus. And and, and they already had a lot of attention on them as as it was. Adding now this Aaron, adds more. Adding Aaron Rodgers to New York and the expectations that they have is already a circus within itself. And I like I totally agree with you on Hard Knock, but it makes for great TV. Absolutely. And I just think it's going to be hilarious watching Aaron Rodgers because I've grown to love Aaron Rodgers the person, just because of like everything they talk about now and how open he is and things like that. Like you know, I'm I mean we were just watching his podcast the other night with Aubrey Marcus, but I think it's going to be friggin' amazing. Um. On Aaron Rodgers' former team, the Pack, uh, the Packers, Elton Jenkins says that Green Bay is still the best team in the division without Ron Rodgers. You think there's any validity to that? Could be. I mean, look, we don't know what Jordan Love is. Oh you don't know what Jordan Love is, do you? Yeah. What what I is do. he? Ass. Do you know that for sure? I know. I know for certain. But but why do you say that? Because they still hung on the Rodgers for two extra years. If Jordan Love was come ready, on. he would have played. But come on. Of course they're going to hold on to Rodgers. He's a, he's a he's a fucking first ballot Hall of Famer. It's hard to let go of somebody like that. Well, but no, because they got rid of Brett Favre. When Brett Favre when, got done playing yeah, his late. games. Yeah, but but Aaron Rodgers backed him up, though. Yeah, he did. He sat for three years behind Brett, uh, behind Brett that's, I think. That's, that's what I'm thinking about. But they so were ready this? to hand the keys to Aaron Rodgers. They, don't seem, they seem reluctant to hand them to Jordan Love. You think that? Why would you extend them for two years? 
You don't extend Aaron Rodgers for two years if you think you already have your answer. You're going to pay him fifty million, a hundred million over two years, and you have your answer on a rookie deal. In, fa- in fairness, in fairness, they had they had their hands tied. They had their hands tied, dude. Like the guy won back to back MVPs here. What did you want them to do? You want them to trade their back to back MVP? They're not going to do that. A, that would look bad for the franchise. They had a safe face. Of they course, had gonna, enough. That, no, I don't. Think, I don't believe that they had a safe face. With oh, franchise. absolutely, was, dude. You're not going to trade back to back MVP just because you have a quarterback waiting in the wings. The, uh, the disarray was already out. It was already out that him and uh, the owner. I can't think of what his name. Brian. Um, or what? I can't forget his name. I can no, no. I, no. I, I look. I, I, I totally get your premise here. But like, what I'm saying is, is that you're not trading a back to back MVP, bro. You're just not doing that. You're not, and especially not, you're not going to trade somebody who's been there for 16 plus Didn't years. Didn't they draft like, him after he won the second MVP? They drafted him. Uh, this was so they drafted him between the MVPs. No, in 2020, Aaron Rodgers had a down year, quote unquote. He had a down year. Then in 2021, he won MVP or 2021 so, MVP, 2021 MVP. So they drafted Jordan Love in 19. Who won last year? Last year was uh, my, my, that's bullshit. But anyway. my thing is, is that that's exactly what happened. They drafted Jordan Love because they thought Aaron Rodgers was on the downswing. Then he won two MVPs, and then you extended him for two extra years of fifty million. When you had all those offseason problems, the drama was coming out. You had the Devontae Adams shit. Why wouldn't you just move on with Jordan Love? I just feel like with all the stuff that was coming out about the Packers, if they thought Jordan Love was the answer, they would have moved on. I don't think it would have been as, as hectic as it was. Dude, I got to be honest with you. I, it, it seems like the the Green Bay Packers teammates, they love Jordan Love. They have to publicly. Uh, uh, Romeo Dobbs said, you know, he could do the same exact thing as Rodgers. I, that's, that's, that might be a little far-fetched for me. Okay? I get it. I get it, dude. Yeah, he could do the same thing as him. He could take Ayahuasca and he could drink water. Listen, listen. It's far-fetched, okay? I get it. But who is to say Jordan Love isn't going to be the next best thing in Green Bay. We don't know. And that's the beauty about sports, right? It's like you give somebody the opportunity, it's either he takes it by the horns or he doesn't. But this is his opportunity to be with a historical franchise and lead them. I think this is a golden opportunity for Jordan Love, and I'm rooting for him, actually. I really am. I'm not rooting for him or against him. I just don't say it with Jordan Love. I just don't say it. I, I just I, I just feel like he would have already shown you something and nobody's seen anything. You know what it is? Is it's, I, I just think the styles are different. I, it, it just feels like he doesn't fit Green Bay style because when we, if you look at Green Bay style, look at their history. You know their 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 history of quarterbacks with Brett Favre. Then they had Aaron Rodgers right after. That is a lucky ass franchise because. Teams are still looking for a quarterback today, and they haven't had one in 15 years. Will, so, like, to me, it's it, it's like they have gotten lucky. So who's to say that Jordan Love doesn't continue that trend? And They had 20 years of Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. They have nine MVPs and two Super Bowl wins and four super and three Super Bowl appearances. I look at it like this. They didn't take a quarterback in this year's draft, right? Yeah. That's got to say something about, about their pick. pick. But they could have they, they moved up. They, they could have moved up. They had two picks. Yeah, but, I mean... Here's the thing. I mean, do you think Jordan Love is going to go and duplicate what Aaron Rodgers did last year? No, that's not the point. The point is, can Jordan Love win us football games and we can move and we can be confident moving forward that he's our franchise quarterback? That's what the Green Bay Packers need to see. It's not that that he's supposed to lead them to the Super Bowl. You know who else you're going to learn? That's crazy. You know who else? Well, no, 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 no. He's just, all you got to do no. is win around seven, eight games and be in contention. But I also think that people, a lot of people are missing this too. You're going to find out a lot about Jordan Love, but you're also going to find out a lot about Matt LaFleur. Was Matt LaFleur... When Matt LaFleur yeah. was on the Titans, that offense was ranked like 30th in the league. Mm-hmm. That offense was ass. Yeah. And then he went and got with Aaron Rodgers and what happened? All of a sudden, they won 14 games a year. So it's going to be a big adjustment period for Matt Lafleur as well as it is for Jordan Love, and I'm really looking forward to that dynamic. Yeah, me too. I I'm, I think Jordan Love is going to be all right. I think he's going to struggle at some point, but like I think they should be patient with him. They've already been patient, you know what I mean. So it's like, all right, what is the what? What are they looking for in Jordan Love? Like to me, it's just progressing, getting better. You know what I mean? Yeah, Being, making the right like, reads, just, making smart plays, yeah. looking like he belongs. Yes, going through not looking lost, yeah, like like Zach Wilson and shit like that. Like <laughs> he needs to be like a, an actual competent quarterback. But here's the one thing that's going to suck for Jordan Love. I feel like he's coming out already on like a bad foot because I feel like he's going to be under a lot of scrutiny. You're taking Aaron Rodgers' place in after he's been there for you know 15 years, and you, like nobody knows anything about him. All they know is that he sat for three years. 
Who has more pressure, Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love? Because I think it's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, slam oh, dunk. Aaron Rodgers, dude. Aaron Rodgers has Super Bowl expectations. He has Jordan Love. It's like if he wins eight games and they don't and they miss the playoffs and they don't win the division, that's a successful season for the Packers. You have a second year receiver in Dobbs and Christian Watson. Your only your only familiarity is Aaron Jones and uh, AJ Dillon. Yeah. So it's like you know what I mean. So the. There's not really a ton. There's a little bit of pressure on Jordan Love, and that's just like I said to make sure he belongs in the league. Can you do the job? Can you progress? Are we seeing things from you that don't make us want to take a quarterback next year? That we're like, okay, we can build off of that. You belong here. You can be a starter in this league. That's what they're going to be looking for for him next year. There's no Super Bowl aspirations there. They're not going on a run. But if you look at the pressure wise, I think there's a tremendous amount of pressure on Jordan Love because this is an opportunity of a lifetime. Yeah, if Aaron Rodgers goes to New York and he fails, okay, then he just failed, right? But he still won the Super Bowl. He's still a Super Bowl champion. He's still a three-time MVP. Like, I don't think if if I actually think all the pressures actually it is on Rodgers this season. Yeah. But long term, it's Jordan Love because of that. He's getting the golden opportunity of a lifetime right now to be I, a franchise quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. That's special. Yeah, I agree, but I don't think his expectations are sky high. With Aaron Rodgers, if he doesn't get to a Super Bowl, he's no, just going to be drugged through the mud. Again. Personally, like if if I'm like if I'm, whose shoes would I rather be in, Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers? Uh, Jordan Love. Yes, Jordan Love, without a doubt. Right, because you can write, you still can write your story. For the most part, Aaron Rodgers is his cement is dry. A Super Bowl would really help him in in all time debates. But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he is what he is. He's a great regular season quarterback, and he has a lot, a lot of playoff blunders. And it's 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 a sad ending to his storied career that he only made one Super Bowl. What if I told you that I feel like, uh, what would the odds be for the Packers to make the playoffs and the Jets to not make it the playoffs? I mean, that's that's I don't see that happening. Really? Yeah, no, I just don't see the Packers being in the playoffs because I think their division, the Vikings are going to be okay, the Lions are going to be okay, the Bears are going to be better. So it's like when I see that, and it's like the Green Bay Packers last year, they were an average team, and they lost their best player. So when I look at that, I'm like, okay, you lost your best player. How do I expect you to increase your wins? I personally don't believe in Matt LaFleur like that either. So it's like the Vikings, they won 13 games last year. Are they really going to win seven less games or something like that? No, I doubt that. So it's like that division's okay, and I think the Bears are going to be better. They got DJ Moore. They got another year of Justin Fields in there. See, I'm the opposite, though. I mean, I think the Bears are going to obviously be better than last year, but I don't think they're going to make that big of a leap that everybody's predicting, like a seven, eight-win team. Like, I, I just don't see that. I'm not there yet with them. Who? The Bears. Like, yes, they're going to be improved. Well, they won what last year? But if we're talking about them knocking on the door for the playoffs, I got to be honest. I kind of like Green Bay's roster a little bit better. I like their defense. I think Chicago's got a fantastic defense, or they're building it. I just think that Chicago's going to be better. I like Green Bay's defense. Green Bay still has the same weapons as they did last year, minus Alan Lazard and and Rodgers. Yeah, you're you're losing Rodgers, but you have Jordan Love. What if Jordan Love's in the second coming? Who the fuck knows? If he is, guess what? Green Bay's in great hands. They would be in fantastic hands. They can run the football. They have two great running backs in Aaron Jones and and and, uh, and uh, AJ Dillon. They have talent on that team to still make some noise in that division. Detroit is always a, is is always a toss up. They're usually ass, but this year they have a lot of expectations, right? Yeah, that's tough. I said that I've been for saying a that team with that's had yeah that's that's it's on the rise and they haven't really been on the map. To finally be put on the map and get talked about, you have a lot of pressure on you. The Vikings, you know what they're you know what they are. They're gonna be a 10-win team. They're gonna be solid as hell. They're a solid football team. They're just not flashy. They're not gonna wow you to death. You know, they're yeah. just not. And they might be losing their, their running back. They already lost Adam Thielen. They lost they lost Dalvin Cook. Yeah, yeah. They lost Thielen, but they also added Jordan Addison. They, you know, they have another I like year. This year. Yeah. I they have another year with the other. Who's the other kid that I like? Uh, uh, um, Osborne, and they got oh, and they got Jettis, bro. Jet. And what about Madison? He does good in spot duty. It's gonna be interesting to see him though with a full workload. That's what I'm saying. It's gonna be really I, interesting. That's to see why him. I'm reserving my my thoughts for because I don't actually know how that's gonna work. I don't know. 
I know. I agree. They're um, the team. They're the team that I expected to go get a running back if they're going to lose Dalvin Cook, maybe but they Zeke. didn't. Zeke could be. He would fit. So Jamar Chase. Uh, revving up that rivalry even more says uh, when a reporter asked him about Patrick Mahomes, he says, Pat who? <laughs> <laughs> Pat who is fucking crazy, though. <laughs> I kind of like it, to be honest. I do fuck with and that. And then yo. Travis Kelsey said, hold on, pimp. If you want to talk your shit, talk your shit. But make sure you put respect on Pat. Don't ever disrespect Patrick Mahomes like that. Which I agree with Travis Kelsey. I thought it was funny when he said that, but I agree, I agree with Travis Kelsey. Like, Pat who is fucking wild, bro. But Patrick Mahomes actually responded. He said, uh, what do you say? That's who? And he had like the two rings he yeah. was posting. I love that from Patrick that's cool. Mahomes, too. That's cool. He's a dog with it. I like that rivalry, man. I think that's that's special, dude. That's that's two teams that are starly loaded, and they are primed to clash in, in the years ahead. Yeah. This kind of reminds me of um, yeah, this kind of reminds me of the the Peyton and Tom era. Right, they could 100 percent do it because they're both talent. They're the two best quarterbacks in the league. Just differently, though, they don't. Nothing will ever be Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, and nothing will ever compare because they've respected each other too. Nothing will ever compare to getting ready for those Sunday night or Monday night football games. Those were the best games ever. No, I totally get it. Yo, everybody watching out right now, we appreciate it. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell on our YouTube page. You will not regret it. We are ramping up NFL talk starting next week, diving into some fantasy and getting into the hottest NFL news on the market. You do not want to miss our episodes moving forward. So please like, subscribe, and share our stream as well. We would greatly appreciate it. So let's get back on track here. Um, Two we more topics some... before we get out of here. That was uh, Jamar Chase. Yes. We had some interesting uh, news with Mr. Claypool. I came across this my phone the other day or yesterday. Did you get the photo for Phil? I didn't. I forgot. Yeah. And it, it was kind of interesting because you, re- you read a lot of reports saying that Claypool is actually, you know, disinterested or doesn't really seem to love football and he's not passionate about it. So to see him be a model in France, is it? Yeah, he's a model of mid. Yeah. I still can't believe the Bears gave up a second-round pick for him because I've been saying since he was in Pittsburgh, I've been saying this about Chase Claypool for fucking years now, for years. Chase Claypool stinks. Hey, Philly Phil, can you put up that graphic? You can look. We can find episodes where I've routinely said it. I've said it on Twitter a million times. Chase, K- Chase Claypool stinks. He is not good, and I never understood. Oh, he needs to be in a different offense. He needs to be a number two. Chase Claypool blows. Hold on, let's just let's just take a minute to just like reflect on his fit. <laughs> that looks like something that you would cut and put at the bottom of your shower so you wouldn't slip and fall. <laughs> he looks like I, I. He looks like looks like a wicker basket. Yeah, yeah, a basket. But he also looks like a grandma, right? Like he has got a, he's got a granny fit. That's what people wear, right? Uh, yeah, but that's, I mean, that's in style now. It's like, who can dress the ugliest and wear the most colors? The like, shit. But if you look at him, that doesn't look like an NFL player. <laughs> Bro, I swear. I, yeah, wait, I'm actually laughing. I'm thinking to myself, I swear to God, that was the color of my parents' shower mat, shower mat when oh, I used the, to live there. The His shirt? Yes, that's exactly what it looked like when you laid on the ground so you don't slip with it and you had the, the suction cuffs on it. That's exactly what it looked like. <laughs> the holes in it? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it looked like <laughs> before they made the tubs where the, with the nonstick tubs. So, yeah, so when we talk about the Bears, I just think about that. I'm sorry, bro, but if this is who they traded a second round pick for, they made a big mistake. <laughs> they, they 100% made a mistake. Like, so... Is do you believe it's true? You don't think he's really passionate about it? No, I, I don't even think it has anything to do with passion, brother. I just think that Chase Claypool is not a good wide receiver, and it's been seen time and time again. Yeah. And I don't know how much more evidence you need. And instead of what you have a quarterback now, you have DJ Moore opposite of you. And instead of working on your game and being in the gym and all that shit, you're out there wearing that type of stuff in France. Yeah. So yeah, you look uncommitted when you're not very good. <laughs> it looked it looked bad. That fit was ugly, bro. That's a terrible fit. That is terrible. It's almost as bad as Kyle Kuzma wearing pearls. See, that's a fun. That was fun. That was fun to talk about that because that was very interesting. I just stumbled on my phone and I was like, let's chat about this. 
It's embarrassing. It's, it's ridiculous. It, imagine the Eagles wide receiver rocking that fit. I would never root I for him. I would support him. I yeah, I would tell him, him yo, trade his ass. Do something. Get rid of him. I know. All right, last time. All right, before, let's go. Before we get out of here, Colin Cowherd uh, put up his 10 head coach and quarterback combos entering the season. Bill, can you bring that up so we can talk about it? Yep, yep, yep. Because there's a lot on here I have a problem with. Are you ready to address it? Absolutely. Hold on, I'm making it big so I can see it. All right. You got some issues to talk about? A ton. A ton. Number one is fine, mm -hmm. uh, Andy Reid and Mahomes. But on what planet is Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford a the second best head coach quarterback combo in the NFL? Matthew Stafford played four games last year, or five games, and they were one and four. Okay. I don't understand that. Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson had the worst year of his career in every statistical category. Yeah. How are they a top three duo? Mm -hmm. Doug Peterson, okay, he won a Super Bowl. Him and Trevor Lawrence overcame a 28-point deficit after throwing four interceptions in the first half. Okay. John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson hasn't been available the last two years at the end of the year. Have they been to a Super Bowl recently? No. Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow. How they are in second right now, I don't understand that. Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. How are they not third at worst? The Bengals and the Eagles should be in the top, the top three, without a doubt. Sean McDermott and Josh Allen, they haven't been to a Super Bowl. They've been to one conference game after falling short of expectation after expectation. McCarthy and Dak, and then McDaniel and two at the bottom. I'm just saying, I don't understand. The biggest grapes for me are Sean McVay and Sean Payton. Um, yeah, so two and three is what's glaring to me. I don't mind. I mean, Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow being six behind John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson. I don't hate that. I don't actually hate that. John, John Harbaugh won a Super Bowl. John Harbaugh is pretty consistent. I know Zach Taylor has has wild success and great success in, in Cincinnati, but I think John Harbaugh has overcame a lot. He built his own system there, especially with Lamar Jackson. John, I don't hate it. John and Lamar are fine at five. I, Doug Peterson and Trevor, a little too high for me. Four, I, I think that's a little too high. Because now you're telling me that that combination is a little deadlier than Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor, and I kind of disagree with that. That's insane. That doesn't even make sense. I also disagree with, you know, that kind of being more potent than Nick Sirianni and, J and, and Jalen Hurts. Zach and Joe? Yeah. Burrow? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a fair argument. I think Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts should be three. I think two should be Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow. And but I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate if you put Harbaugh and Lamar because they had, they had success. Yeah. And I, I'm not even a big Ravens guy. But when you talk about combination between good coaching and a dynamic quarterback, I'm getting the best of, the, you know, the best of both worlds. Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford, they're high because of, of their recent success. They had one bad year. But his argument is going to be, well, Matthew Stafford got hurt, so the Rams completely stunk after that. They just threw in the towel. So they're going to say, well, after one season together, they won the Super Bowl. So I'm going to put them in the hierarchy. I mean, I that's, a I, that's a fair point. It's a fair I'll point, that, but, but it's a small sample size. Yeah. I like the bigger sample size for me because that's going to dictate if you are a top coach or not because some coaches can catch lightning in the bottle and that, and that could be their last run. You know what I mean? That could I be their last this, run. But it could be Sirianni and Hurts. I don't think that that's true, but that could but very well never be won. true. That's, that's what I'm saying. So, but like my other point is, is like even Sean McDermott and Josh Allen, how do you have them eighth? I mean, you're telling me right now. I don't you, disagree with that though. You would rather have Sean Payton and Russell Wilson over Sean McDermott and Josh Allen? No. No. I mean, where is the argument there? Russell Wilson is not better than Josh Allen right the now. Three should be not even I, – I don't even think three should be on the list. Yeah, that, that I know. That's my point. Is there any other combination you can think of that you would that you would put a, a above? Absolutely. Over Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, I would put Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan. Wow. Wow, really? L Brock Purdy led them to the, the NFC Championship game. Kirk Cousins and, uh, or, or if you if you want to go that extreme, Kirk Cousins and uh, 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 what's his face, dude? Can I say Kevin something bold? Can I say something bold here? I'm taking Sean Payton and Russell Wilson off my list, and I'm putting Bill Belichick and Mac Jones up there. I would take that over them too, right? I mean, if we're talking about head coach and quarterback combination, I'm getting the best fucking head coach in the game. You can argue Andy Reid. I, I, I wouldn't. I'm not going to sit here and argue that. Yeah. But I'm just saying, head coach Bill Belichick not being on his list is criminal. You got guys like Mike McCarthy, Sean McDermott. They haven't won fucking anything in a long time. Mike McDaniel's never won anything. And you got these guys ahead of them.
I just don't. I'm questioning that. Yeah, I uh, Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. I'm questioning that because look, they haven't done anything together. You know what that is for Russell Wilson? That's that's Colin Cowherd saving face because he was so embarrassingly wrong about Russell Wilson and the Broncos last year. That's exactly what that is. They were embarrassing, and they're going to be ass again this year. They're going to win a few more games because they have Sean Payton. But I'm just saying that's Colin Cowherd trying to save face because he was embarrassing last year. Number one, I can't debate on. Number one is number one, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And that's, that's a not lot. going anywhere for until somebody wins a Super Bowl or two. So walk me through your list here. So one, one you got Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Who would be your number two? Number two uh, would be Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow. I would agree with that. Okay, I'm, I'm with you. Who's number three for you? Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. Wow. Okay. I would go with... And if it wasn't them, I would say John Harbaugh and Lamar. I'm or, going John Harbaugh and Lamar just because of the larger sample size. I would also I would also throw in there Sean McDermott and Josh Allen. Like, I'm just saying, like, they have had a lot of success. Right. But if I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with the guy that has already won the Super Bowl and my quarterback has already won an MVP. I got you. Okay. As a combination. If okay. we're talking about I combination... I know what you're saying. Okay. I get it. I'm taking the quarterback over... I actually like that. Anyway. I didn't think of it like that, but no, I'm with you actually. So I think John Har- Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson would actually deserve to be above Hertz and Sirianni. I actually do agree with you on that. I think that's a really good point. I know what you're saying because that with for me with Sirianni Hertz, that was just some recency bias because they recency bias because they lit the league on fire last year. Mm-hmm. But I would actually agree with that Harbaugh and Lamar should be a three. Yeah, four. I'm going Sirianni and Hertz. Yes, over McDermott and Josh Allen. Well, yeah, because they've already gone farther. Right. They've already gone further. So you have to do, do that there. But then after that, I mean, I'm going right to – I have to go Sean McDermott and Josh Allen. Yes. And then I would probably go Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, at five? No, it's six. Who's five for you? Sean McDermott and Josh Allen. Okay. I, five, I would go – I would go Peterson and Lawrence. Okay. Even though I had, I think four is a little high for them, but I just think that Doug Peterson, I'm getting, I'm getting somebody that when you play against Doug Peterson teams, there's always that little thing in your head that kind of creeps in your head. Like he's, he, he's, he's going to get you somehow. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just feel comfortable with him as my head coach. And I think him and Trevor have a bright future ahead. I think Sean Dermott and Josh Allen, like you said, they might take a step back this year, and I kind of agree with you. On the subject of that, where's I mean, Justin, I, I didn't even think of this right at the top. Hey, give me Brandon Staley and Justin Herbert. I don't know about that. Over Sean Payton and Russell Wilson? I'm going back to that real fast. Absolutely, dude. Justin Herbert's talented enough to do it. Right, but if you're going by coaches, it's a mismatch. Even though I, I think, agree. even I though, agree. even though I personally think Sean Payton is a little overrated. Uh, we've talked about that before. Right. I, I just I personally think he's a little overrated. I think he's a good coach. I think he's just a little. I think people put him up there where I don't know. He got one Super Bowl appearance and zero MVPs out of Drew Brees. Yeah, he so. gets too much respect for that one little run. So I, I just it was a great run. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I just I'm not there yet. Six, <clears throat> six. I would go McDermott and Allen. Seven. I, I that's where you got me. I would probably go McVeigh and Stafford at seven. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's I, respectable. Because I think Sean McVay is a top three head coach in the Me league. Me too. I love Sean McVay. I think he's a good coach. And I think, I think Stafford awesome. still is still good. It's just the injury concerns for me put him at seven. Yeah. If he was healthy and the Rams were the Rams a couple years ago, yeah, I'm putting them way. I mean, way, Matt Stafford had a above. back injury. Right. I, I mean, I just like, I, I don't feel comfortable betting on the Rams right. going into the season. I really don't. I, I just don't. And I like, I have no ill will towards Stafford anymore. So seven Stafford to won me. the bowl. So what am I going to say about him? He yeah. won the bowl in his first year with a new head coach. So I just feel like, but for me going into the, into the season, I just feel like, I just, I don't know, man. I'm not sold on them at all. Who's your seven? <laughs> probably with you, probably Sean McVay and Stafford. All and right. then, I mean, and then right after that, you could put them in any order you want. I would put McCarthy and Dak. Mm. I don't know. That's tough with Tua and uh, McDaniels because Tua had a great year. It's just the concussion shit. Okay, so eight, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Belichick and Mac Jones. It sounds crazy, but if we're talking about a combination, I'm getting the best head coach of all time. <laughs> Why wouldn't I take that? Yeah. And they had success. They, they made the playoffs. It wasn't like they didn't have success before. They have. So we'll see. Nine. I would go McCarthy and Dak. They Mc, they I think went, that's the right went, spot for him. They win 12 games a year. I think that's the right spot for him, Mike. Number nine. 
Yeah, they win 12 games a year. 10? It's a toss-up. You have to put two in there and Mike McDaniels. They were on a roll. You could year. you could take Staley and, and Herbert. I just feel like with Sta like Herbert has to be on there. He's too talented. Are Brandon we missing Staley anybody? Shit. Not, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head, to be honest. Well, I feel like we're missing somebody. What about Dan Campbell and Jared Goff? <laughs> I mean, look, they only have one Let, Let's talk about year, it. But, I mean, look at what he did last year. 31 and 7, I think. Yeah. So, what, what about Vrabel and Tannehill? Nah. They've had success, though. They have, but it's... And they've it's been, been number one seeds. But it's been predicated on the running of Derrick Henry. Although, they did that with when Derrick Henry got hurt. That was when they were the one seed, coincidentally. Right. I'm yeah. off that, too. Because I don't... I think if we're talking about this year and moving forward. Then, yes, I totally agree with you. But if we're talking about right now, yeah, he's off my list. Are, anybody else we're missing? You, you mentioned Purdy and Shanahan. Where would you... Would you put them in your top ten? Uh... I know I said that real fast, but I mean, look, going into next season, yeah, I would feel more comfortable with them when, than, um, let me think. Let me oh think. my God, we're idiots. We're idiots. Why? Who we forgot? What about Tomlin and Pickett? Mike Tomlin's a fucking hell of a coach. I like Kenny Pickett. I and, just, I, and I like Pickett. Well, I, yeah, all right. So let me backtrack real fast on that because I wouldn't get, um, let me take Purdy and Shanahan off of that. Let me get a uh, mulligan on that because. Pickett and Tom. Well, you didn't have him in your top, though. No, no, no. But I was just I was just naming people that I would take over Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. But okay. I would absolutely take Mike Tomlin and Kenny Pickett. I would absolutely take Justin Herbert and Brandon Staley. I would and um I would take Kirk Cousins and Kevin O'Connell over Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. Absolutely. <laughs> you know who else we're missing too? Ro Robert Staley and uh, Rogers. Yeah, but you don't. They're the unknown. You don't know. But I don't think Aaron Rodgers is. I, I don't but think if you look at the unknown, the unknown to me is just Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, and to put them at three, to me that's crazy. <laughs> you want to talk about unknown? That's more unknown to me than it is for Rodgers and Saley. I think. Who? Uh, Wilson and Payton. Absolutely, because what if Sean Payton starts out? I mean, what if Russell Wilson starts out and he and his first four games he's one and three? Like I think I'm I'm way more confident in Rodgers than I am cool. than I am Russell Wilson, and it's not even close. Cool. Yeah. So I that's, know. That's I'm, the, I'm the same way, but it's going to get interesting. The Goffar. Oh, Tom said Campbell and, and Goff. I love that Tom and Ethan. Ethan. Yeah. Shout out Campbell. Cook. Campbell out and Cook. Goff. Yeah. Yo. Yo, no, I actually think that's really fair to put them in there 100%. And I will, would take Campbell and Goff yeah. over Sean Payton. And we're going to we're going to dive deep into that starting next week. So, yo, you guys you guys tune in for the rest of the football season. We're we're coming. Yeah. All right, guys, Some thank heat. you everybody for tuning in. We won't be here next Tuesday because of July 4th, but we'll be back on Thursday, July 6th, and it will be all football all the time moving forward. Nick, take it away. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate all the love, support, and the comments. If you guys haven't done so already, I don't know what the hell you guys are waiting for, but please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell on YouTube. We are also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Megaphone, Stitcher, and all that other shit. Also, follow us on all of our social platforms as you do not want to miss our daily content on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And we will see you guys next Thursday at P&I, baby. Happy 4th. I'm caps lock different. It's facts, not fiction. Said I black out for real, then the track on missing. If it's cap, I'm dipping. We ain't talking about a move, then it's flatline finished. When I spaz, I'm grinning. Cook a peel off in the Sadies, and I pass by spinning. It's perks with the slate, but I don't have my skinnage. Took a quick trip, and now I'm back home winning. And I see they eyes pop like I snack on spinach. Pull up to the spot, she try and grab my digits. I'm already eight shots, a henny past my limit. Here you go. Hazards with a dash full of tickets. I'ma act like I don't see them like I bet. I vision, y'all can't pass my scrimmage. Why y'all tripping? It's Aruba. I realized I had to go.